Welcome back to Beers and Careers. I'm Mark Agostinelli here again. Um, as always, the podcast is sponsored by the Davis Companies. Um, Davis offers uh, technical staffing solutions for IT engineering and manufacturing personnel, but also a range of um, hybrid MSP, VOPs, and MVP programs, which is all staffing lingo that just basically means they manage everything for you. Um, today's guest was awesome, uh, Dean DeRazio. Dean's the man. Uh, we had a great conversation. We bobbed and weaved, man. We took a lot. Of, we, we, we went to a lot of places. He's got a really unique career starting out in the Marine Corps, um, and now he's a CEO of a company. And that sounds like a logical thing when I just said it out loud, but the path in which he uh, traveled to get there was one full of winding turns, interesting stories, and a journey. So uh, Dean's one of those guys definitely we'll probably have back on to talk about um, specific topics in longer form just because he's a wealth of knowledge. I feel like I learned a lot from this podcast uh, that I have to like check my notes. I was like check, writing notes down when I was um, talking to him, which was, uh, which was a fun treat. So I really enjoyed it. As I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers. Let's kick, let's kick this thing off as we drink our uh, night shift Santilli, I believe, IPA. IPAs. Everybody on the podcast, there's six people listening. This is uh, <laughs> Dean Durazio. Said that right, right? Yeah. Perfect. What's Durazio? A little Italian. Okay. I wanted to say that, but sometimes you say that and they're like, nah, it's actually something like Portuguese, something catch off guard, so that works. Um, yeah, no, I had three grandparents from straight from Italy and one okay. from France. Oh, no way. So my childhood is a lot talking Italian. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, as they moved on and passed away, it's a lot yeah. less uh, Italian's being spoke. But, yeah, no, it was a great way and great food. Yeah, I was going to say that I, uh, I grew up with uh, two Italian grandparents, so same kind of thing. It's awesome. Same kind of thing. Um, awesome. So Dean is the co-founder and CEO of Wakefly. Yeah. Uh, Dean, do you want to just give a quick highlight yeah. of Wakefly? Yeah. Yeah, Wakefly, we've been around for about 17 years and um, been kind of doing this web development thing since, you know, web development was a thing. Um, Wakefly is in Marlboro, Mass, and, uh, you know, we really enjoy trying to help marketing companies within B2B uh, businesses to try to be successful. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of been our core mission since day one, just uh, helping our clients be successful with their, their web brand and lead generation and know custom application development or whatever it may be right and has that been it didn't even dawn on me when we we've met before to ask you this but like 17 years in b2b marketing i'm guessing <laughs> things have changed dramatically in terms of technology and tools oh absolutely in the yeah. beginning we were actually building our own content management platforms because that industry the, didn't even exist um, um so we built our own you know, email marketing platforms. I uh, built one called eResponse way back in the day, and we so we had to build everything. Um, ah. Build your own content management platforms, and then you, you would use your own platform building out your own client sites and marketing your clients. Ah. So, um, you know, throughout the years, those platforms kind of matured, and you know, m now it's a little bit more of a best of breed world where we select, you know, very good platforms for our clients and try to match their skill sets, budgets, scope, um, you know, uh, what they're trying to do to, to certain platforms. Right. You know, the industry's kind of standardized a little bit. Yeah, and matured yep. in that quick <laughs> yeah, that quick 17 years. years. I yeah. can't believe 17 years, man. I, I'm not, 
<laughs> I, I, uh, I know, I get on the phone all the time like, with I people. Like you, I don't feel like you, you're that much older than I am. I know, I, I get on the phone with people all the time, and uh, I'm like, yeah, 17 years at Wakefly, and then um, the, the core group at Wakefly actually came from another web development company together. Okay. So my partner and I got fired on the same day, um, and then spun out, didn't really know what else to do besides Wakefly stuff, so we, we started working, you know, he was in a silo, I was in a silo, he was a designer, I was a developer, and then um, then acquired some people throughout the, you know, the, the time, but, but then we ended up like looking back after a few years, and it's like, we have like six or seven people that all came from that original company, um, so there's about six or seven of us that have been together for 20 some wow. odd years doing web development, which everyone laughs at because, you know, you in the late that. 90s, yeah. no one even knew that there was web development happening. Right. So it's wow. been an interesting, you know, interesting ride throughout the throughout the years. Yeah, and I don't mean to go totally off script here, but I'm sorry, are you happy you got fired? Oh yeah, definitely. It was the scariest <laughs> thing. Sounds awesome. Scariest day of my exactly life. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. I remember sitting there. I mean, we just moved into a new office. I sat there across the table, looking at my boss. He promised me, you know, yeah, things are tough. You're gonna make it and all that stuff. I'm like, listen, I just. I'm about ready to sign on a mortgage this week, right. you know. I'm getting married in three months. He's like, I promise you, you know, like, you'll be the last one. And sooner or later, you know, two, you know, two weeks later, I was sitting in the office and, you know, myself and my partner, he was actually the second employee at the company. Oh. He got fired. Okay. So we were, like, both, like, beside ourselves. Right. Um, but they were in a very desperate situation. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it was a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, were mismanaged in yeah. um desperate situation. But, uh, yeah, so it was doom and gloom, and we thought it was the end of the world. Uh, next thing you know, uh, just started hustling and selling websites to people that had businesses, and people didn't know enough about it at the yeah. time. So it was, a, it was a good time to get in because it was mostly about, like... It, now everyone's so informed that that they can do research and right. all that stuff. Back then, you really could, weren't informed. You had to trust somebody. Mm. Um, and and you're we, you were more educating than selling, even right? Yeah, yeah. and we were, we were doing more friends and families, yeah. uh, people that had businesses or acquaintances, networking. We started off, you know, really small. We had no overhead. We were working out of our houses, so it it was it worked out pretty well. But it was a scary start. Um, wow. And then next thing you know, you look back and it's like, whoa. whoa. What, what happened? <laughs> so what? Um, let's let's start earlier. Give us the. Uh, how did we get to seventeen years ago? Like the <laughs> Reader's Digest version of your path, if you will. Yeah, my path is a, a little bit. I'd, I'd say uh, has changed drastically. So I kind of grew up in an environment um, with construction. You know, okay, my cool. dad was a builder. Yeah. Construction. Every weekend was was on a job working, and you know, uh, then that quickly moved. To when I graduated high school, I uh, went into Marine Corps as an MP, and I just, you know, had that thought as a, you know, any, any young boy, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. be in the military, I'm an MP, I'm gonna be a, a police officer, state police, who knows what. So did that thing for a little while, um, came back, uh, went to uh, college for criminal law and mathematics, so still down that same military, yeah. you know, uh, ride. Um, Worked for the DEA for a little bit. Um, then kind of right at that point in time, I, I was done with college and I was like, I moved to Boston and I was like every person. Where were you living before that? Uh, I was back in Western Mass. That's right. Yeah. And um, 
So I moved to Boston, and what does every single college or post-college kid do when they move to Boston? Is I worked at State Street Bank, yeah. right? Like <laughs> I was on one of the big floors as a portfolio accountant, right. and uh, you know, uh, just had a job, right? And yeah. I remember like you didn't even have a say at what you did or how you know how you worked or when you would even go home. I remember the the big joke was if you saw him carrying pizzas in, you knew you were going to be there all night. Right. So um, you know, it was it was along those type of lines and. I remember a year or so in, I was just, my brother's a few years older than me, and I'm like, you got a house, you have a car, you like your job, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was in this thing, development, you know? He's in the, more on the software side, yeah. and I'm like, how do I do that? What do I do? Because this is miserable, I have to do something. So once again, I decided to make another change. I went back to WPI and you know, started uh, working on degrees and computer science and all this other stuff and uh, really kind of fell in love and it, and it was a weird combination because once again when I was younger I was doing construction and building stuff but it, you know I saw what it did to my dad's body and like yeah, everyone right. everyone was all in pain and everything but now I was actually you know being a programmer I was actually building stuff and that I was kind of proud of and it worked you know yeah. after a bunch of hours and you know, I, I go and deliver a site and I could see I was impacting companies. And it was, I found that kind of a weird, st you know, still satisfaction that I was doing from the construction side. Cause I, yeah. I, you know, I had something new at the end, you know. So I moved over, started doing development at a WPI. I got very lucky. My um, professor, I TA'd at WPI, um, and my professor I was working with, had a guy right that mm -hmm. was looking for somebody okay. at the right time it was right in Waltham and happened to be like across the street from the parking lot of my apartment oh and it was it was like too good to be true yeah, and um, so I went over for an interview I'm like I'm not really even interested but I'm gonna go there let's check it all out and then the guy is like all right so we have our annual trip to St. John's next week how about you come to St. John's meet the team if you don't like it don't take the job, right? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> who says no? Yeah, that? I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, yeah. definitely. And I remember I just went, I had the like the greatest time, oh the, the people, the this rules, back yeah. in the dot-com world, so the people were wonderful, and it was a small little company, it was my first time, I came from like State Street Bank to a 10-person company, second-person right. company, and the people were all really cool, and it was just, it was just a blast, and, and uh, hung out there for like four or five years till I got fired. <laughs> yeah, okay, and then, then Wakefly was for the... Uh, and then Wakefly was, was born. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so a uh, little bit all over the place. So all of those <laughs> you out there that are that are thinking about the, your career, I mean, I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why, I mean, honestly, uh, Andrew and I can probably smile about this, but this is kind of why we wanted to start the podcast, because I yeah. think there's a lot of people, I, I don't know about, your journey's awesomely uh, winding. Um <laughs> But man, that was those are some serious left turns that you definitely weren't expecting yeah. either. Along no, way. no, I mean not at all. I mean, who would have thought? You know, I would have gone from here to here to here. You know, yeah. but you know, I just think it's all about like just just going with the flow, figuring out what you're good at. I mean, one of the things now it's like I found you know my love in this weird niche, you know, this marketing and web development niche. But I really enjoy helping people through. You know, I, I find myself, you know, doing it like I like most of the time for free, which is the 
bad business decision, but <laughs> yeah. I, like I was you genuinely like, enjoy it. I genuinely just love it. Like yeah. I was at uh, you know a, a, an acquaintance's office yesterday, and she's sitting here saying to me <laughs> after after another meeting, she's like, "This is the third time you're here. Like I I feel like we should get contracting or whatever." I'm like. I don't know even know what to charge you for like I just want to help you and like we'll figure it out later you yeah. know at some point but that's just kind of me I like I, I really enjoy this stuff I I feel bad because the marketing world is is really complex and ever evolving and yeah. people are so confused on the platforms and the marketing stacks the what tools and you know you hear all this stuff about Google and all these other things and it's like it, every it's yeah. it's all a mystery right because no one really knows anything right. Um, it's not mathematic. There's no right answer ever. It's just you know, what do you think? Um, yes. You know, and and what, what have you done? For you. Yeah. And what yeah. what has worked in the past? Right. And will it work again in the future? Don't know. We have wow. to spend some time and figure that out. Wild. That's really cool. Do you? Um, it sounds like the job before Wakefly was when your was when you left the I've got a job now I've got a career kind of mindset. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. The that was my first like. I actually I, like what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I, I like what I was doing. I, I found it like, oh, I could do this, you know? Yeah. I definitely knew back then, because um, just my personality, I was a developer back then. I, yeah. was, I knew like my kind of my, my goal to get in there as a developer was to be a better salesperson. Mm. It never was really to be a developer. Okay. I always just, I always had the mindset of like, you know, people will respect you more if you've done it, right? Yes. People will respect yes. you if you really know what you're talking about. So. Even from day one, I was just you know a very abnormal, outgoing developer, right? Where, mm. where, yeah, I didn't follow the most of the molds, and and um, everyone used to ask me, "Why are you even doing this? Like, you should be in sales or something." I'm like, "Yeah, I will." Like, I, I yeah. just wasn't there yet, you know. Yeah. I wanted to do my time. I did my time. I really wanted to make sure I understood it all and how it works, and and then I found that experience really helped in the future because. You know the people you can you're managing like respect that you've done it before right not just sit there and you know like oh you that's, e that's easy just go do it yes. it's like I know that's really easy and, right. and I under I can really understand where the things are that are that are difficult or the challenges mm -hmm. for you so that was one of the reasons I went into it but never really had a big intent yeah. staying there for long. yeah that, no that makes sense do you think um, that really resonated with me the whole like earn the respect oh, is yep. basically what you're saying instead of just being given it and uh, I, my father was in construction too, on the project management side. And I remember being a little kid, and I'm interested if this has any, resonates with you at all, and um, snow days, you know, he'd be in his office, because he had to go somewhere. Yep. And he would be talking about things, and I'd be like, holy shit, my dad knows like a lot about construction. And like, it wasn't like he was telling them, he was like educating them and also breaking it down and could remove the obstacles for them, almost sometimes before they saw them. Did, did, did your, did your own like need to earn the respect come from like that upbringing? You think with your father, the military, or is that just how you're wired? Like, do you, yeah. how did that have an effect in your career? Well, I think there's you're bringing up a couple points. Um, yes, I definitely remember the snow days, right? And, right. You know, one of the things that that kind of probably came out from that is, um, you know, like everything I do is either you know lead by example, or yeah. you know I follow like the two lines that like lead by example. I would never ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do. Right. You know. Uh, I intentionally, you know, um, have people when I'm in there, I might be fixing a light bulb. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I might yes. be doing anything. Yeah. I, I want them to see that because I want them to know, like, I would never ask you to, you know, like, even if it's something that's not their job, like, hey, can you clean that up or can, you know, do this, whatever. Right. Yeah, I do it, you right. know. I mean, so I've always, you know, been really 
you know, hard on that, you know, and fast rule. But the other side of that is I also believe in that kind of work hard, play hard environment, yeah. you know, where, you know, I'm kind of demanding. I, I like yeah. things done a very particular way. Yeah. Um, high expectations. Know, high expectations, yeah. but then, you know, I, I get you need to blow off steam right. and relax and have fun. And we really try to beer. drink craft beer. <laughs> right. You know, we have a bar in our office. Yeah. And, oh, your you office know, is phenomenal. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we try to have that, that balance of, you know, like no one babysits anyone here. Right. Like you have an obligation to your peers, your clients, and kind of your managers. But mm. like it's, it's really in, in that order, you know, that go ahead, slack off. But it's embarrassing. You're just embarrassing yourself. And, you know, the employees and basically police themselves over time. Right. No, that, um, yeah. so that's culture. It's, yeah, it's great. Right. So, so you, you feel like you're day in and day out just responsible for setting tone of the culture is what I'm kind of hearing to a degree. Oh, that I feel like that's Your one job. of my primary roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is to, to, to establish that like indirectly. I've never once, I mean, I think anyone that tries to tell somebody what their culture yeah. is, is crazy. crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, over time, it's just small nuances, whether it's feelings or events or mm. how you're setting up things. You know, I'd rather, you know, I, put options out there on the table and, and, and if people don't volunteer for them, they're like, you know, I'm never gonna be the one that's like, you have to go do this. Right. Like, you have to step up, be that right. evangelist of this product line or, right. or something. If it's not something that they're gonna really step up and wanna do and strive right. for, it's like, you know. They're not gonna well, I, And I also know what type of person they are, right? right. So. You need some people that just come bankers. They're, they're coming in. Sorry, bankers. Uh, <laughs> bankers that come in, punch in, punch out. Right. right? You right. know, you need a yeah. certain amount of people that just yes. want, are content and happy doing it. Yeah, and you well. need a you need a balance of people that really, you know, want to be pushed. I mean, looping back, um, why I left a lot of the military stuff in state police and you know all that whole area was was exactly that. Like I'm the type of person that. I want to go work like 300 hours this week and yeah. I, I want to, I want to be, but I want to benefit from it. Right. You know, right. and I want to, you know, not have to get to the next rank because I waited three years because that's what the standard says, right. or I have to wait for somebody to retire, to move up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I needed, I was made for more of the private sector yes. where, where, you know, it's you, all you, based on how you perform, what you do, how much value do you bring to wherever you are. Right. And you reap that benefit. So I, I was instantly hitting the wall of like, okay, great, you know. So what's my roadmap from here? It's like, well, first you have to do, you know, eight yeah. years in a non-field, yeah, yeah, and then, and then you move to, you know, you have to do part of this, and it's just like, oh boy, yeah. you know. So I have twelve years of who knows where I'm going to be and where I can't, I can't even have a say. Right. And it was just uncomfortable, and so politics. And I was. Luckily, I was really young going into most of that. Like yeah. most people that that have a lot of those opportunities are, are much older. The the normal road is that they would, you know, go to college, take the mm. civil service exam, go into a, a local town police, mm. you know, municipality, then get into like some type of you know uh, field division or, or something, and then maybe transfer over to DEA or something like way later on in their life. But since I kind of like you know because of my career in the military and all that stuff, I kind of went in a, a different direction. I was really young, so yeah. I had time. So I was like, oh, all right, well, how about I go try all this other stuff out? If it doesn't work, I have eight years to figure it out. I'm gonna be right back where I am Still at the same time. Back. Yeah. So That's so funny because that's how, that's what got me excited about sales. It was like yeah. the harder I worked, the more I was exactly. gonna get out of it for my career, my paycheck, but my also my experience and that accounted. You know, it's yeah. like. 
Absolutely. It's one of the weirdest things about being in staffing when you're intaking a job and you're sitting and like say you're looking to hire a software engineer. They're like, well, I need someone with 10 years experience. It's like, well, do you need someone who's worked 40 hours a week for 10 years or someone who's worked 80 hours a week for five because they absolutely love what they do? You know, it's like one of those hard things to yeah. articulate, if you will. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes you look at their resume and it's just kind of like, all right, well, when I get this done after the first quarter, what's my job? Right. <laughs> it's like, this is a joke. Like, you know, hitting right. these goals. Right. I mean, I, I do this for, you know, 50 clients now what would I do right, right. Um, how would I make this work how would I how am I going to make this work am I gonna, can I leave go, in golf at 8 o'clock yeah, in the morning right. every day <laughs> I need something else to do this is kind of a joke because you look at them I mean I agree with you you look at yeah. some of the things it's like alright this is this oh. is easy oh. this is not made for me I'm no. not a content person I need to be yeah. driven um, are you impatient oh Extremely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why we get along. <laughs> yeah. So ADA, patient, you, yeah, all of those problems. Yeah. Uh, it's a really, it turns out to be a gift, though. Yeah. It turns out to be quite a gift. Um, so, along the way, uh, where'd you fail miserably? Uh, personally, professionally. I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to start with uh, one of the biggest learning, I always look at failures as a learning experience. Same. I'm totally right? with you. you know, so one of my failures is just a better buzzword <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> exactly. One of my biggest failures then um, was um, we uh, we had a client that that we were really excited to work with. It was a huge name, Fortune 50 life science client, and it was um, it was just a little bit ambitious of a project for us. It was within our wheelhouse, it was very comfortable, but we didn't understand the game of working with big businesses. Mm. It's just a very different game. Yeah. So we're a smaller shop, right, that works with, you know, small to mid-size, you know, but when you work with the much larger companies, it's it, they almost have the, um, you know, the large consulting, like how many bodies is that, you know, right. in periods of time and right. duration. And we were young and naive, and we're like, that project is X amount of dollars. Yes. And, uh, and so we fixed bid something, mm -hmm. you know, but not understanding all, all of the political things involved. And um, so my biggest failure, I, have a, I literally have my termination letter um, with this company framed on my wall mm -hmm. right next to my monitor. So I, have to, I look at it every day to remind myself this. Um, That's awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's something that, that it's they fire you or did you fire them? Uh, it was a long battle. No, we we never got fired. We okay. waited our we had to wait our two year uh, contract clause out, mm -hmm. and then finally left. But yeah. I mean, we lost. I mean, in our world, we lost millions, yeah. um, which is a lot for us. And um, and uh, it, it was a it set us back probably five years. You know, yeah. easily five years. We had to downsize. You know, half of our company because of this situation. Um, you know, so it's something. I mean, something I will never yeah. forget. Yeah. I mean. So we actually, uh, I forget the name of the book, but it's it's all about you know um, shoot shooting uh, like bullets instead of cannonballs. Yeah. So like yes. I forget the name of the book off the top of my head, but like so I made like all the management team and you know a whole bunch of us like read it and to never forget it. So it's all about you know whenever you're moving into different sectors or different markets or different technologies or different size projects or whatever, it's always like shoot some bullets, make sure it's all on track and everything, and then shoot your cannonball yes. or whatever. And um. So we joke around, I bought an old cannonball and wrote the name of the company on it, and that sits in my office also, because mm -hmm. um, we got excited, we shot a cannonball into this right away. You know, right away, and we weren't even tracked in, and we were just very off track. Mm -hmm. you know? um, but 
you know, you have it's to take funny because on paper it makes sense, right? It's just a bigger company that's taking advantage of the same product. Bigger in, company, in reality, but yeah, like, five times the, the amount of a normal size of our projects. Right. It looks great. It sounds perfect in paper, but soon as you know, there's so much change in companies, right? Um, and that's where we ended up getting ultimately dying on the vine was that it had nothing to do with us or our project or anything. It had to do with that the it was such a large project. It had a change in direction halfway through. Oh. That so they had no intent of even launching the thing that we were trying to do. Oh. So they just kind of milked it out until yeah. the contract ended. Right. And it was like, but we were just a pawn in this bigger picture. And we, we didn't even know that that was right. the case. Wow. So like two years later, we go back and look, and because we gave them everything, and it's like, they, they had no intent of ever launching it. And wow. it's like, oh man, like I totally get it now. Like, Especially for a guy who likes to build things and see them grow. Yeah, right? you want, like, well, you always, like, yeah. well, or the team too, right? right they right. spent, we spent two years on a project, right? Like trying, like working, Full team, two years, you know, working on a deliverable that never, never made it, matter, yeah. and it was just really depressing. And it didn't really occur to us until like you know about nine months left before the oh. termination. You know, we're like, they're not even gonna do anything with this thing, right? Like that's the joke. <laughs> we like, laugh about it now. Yeah, right? oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you, that like they're changing the scope and they're moving all this stuff and right. pointing us in different direction. It's because they're not even gonna do anything with this. I get it now, yeah. you know, and then oh. it was, it, but it, like, it took yes. so much because, you know, we're like that type of company that just wants to keep working, head down. Right. Do a good job. Anything to make a client happy. Yes. Like, take it as a loss. Who cares? Yes. You know, we're going to make a client happy. on the way up? No. No, no, no never. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, just learn from it, moved on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and memorialize it. We, mem yeah, we <laughs> memorialized it. I have my frame thing. I have my cannonball. That's awesome. Yeah. So That's awesome. I get that. I, to I totally get that. When so you have those life-altering, you know, moments, you know, you got to remember them. Yes. You know, like, it's, will forever be with, like, the people that were with me, my core management team, will forever remember that company oh. and, and that project and the, the moment. And, and, you know, it's it's literally a, a swear word around my office. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. I definitely like it. So it sounded like you had a, uh, a learning experience on the personal side at the tip of your tongue, too. And then my personal side, hmm, that's a tip. No, you don't have to. No. no, no, yeah. I, I thought you had one. I'm no, sorry. no I don't know. I have to think about that. I'm sure. I mean, I, I make mistakes daily, but. <laughs> right, we're human beings all the time. Yeah. All the time. You know what was funny? When you were talking about um, seeing the fruit of your labor, like, and how he saw the yep. toll it took on your dad and stuff, it's funny because uh, I don't have the um, memorialized termination letter next to my monitor, but for me, it's mowing my lawn. Like, <laughs> as simple as it is, like, I just refuse to outsource it because it's something that only takes me 15 minutes to an hour, depending on whose lawnmower I'm bothering at the moment. And you look back and you're like, I just cut my lawn, it looks great, smells great, and it's like that personal satisfaction. I feel it's like, it's like a building block with my first jobs yep. growing up, because I used to landscape and stuff, so it's like, when you said, like, I love to see things yep. build something and then see it work, that so it resonates with me because like in the business I'm in today it, uh, and I'm sure in your business yeah. it just takes longer you don't see necessarily always the immediate gratification that you might get when you were developing yeah I mean stuff. for you I mean I'm sure it's like you know it goes back to um, like that that's you know once you place somebody like getting mm -hmm. that getting that email from the employee like thank right. you this job's great it's yes. changed my life and stuff like that that's you know your that's aha everything. moment that's right you know yeah. I mean we have those two. Luckily, you know, we have some great clients, and it's like you know, 
at the end of a huge project when you know you get through all of that and it's like yes. oh my god this this thing that we did has changed our life it's impacted our direction of our company is moving in the right direction we have those moments you know too like thank you you, you know you made us um you know feel much larger than we even mm. are we got we got purchased um you know so like there's those moments yeah, and that's, that's what you kind of live for yeah. you know it, I, and the other thing for me that I uh, picked up on it was um, the job to career thing. It is one thing when you play someone, the, the best is when your client comes back to you and says, hey, I've got this other job opportunity. I'm just looking for your advice. Yeah. And because you've built a reputation where it's like, okay, now this is like a career. Like I'm not just uh, following a process every single day and hoping that I get a attaboy at the end of the day. It's like it's coming to you as an authority on something I think makes you uh, – Makes it worth it a little bit more than yeah. just the paycheck. You know? so, so I mean, we follow that that same that same premise um, in our business model now. So in the last year or so, we stopped almost completely stopped selling projects to new clients. Mm. And what we do is we we basically either just start working with them. We're like, listen, no contract, no obligation. We're going to work with you. If you like what we're doing, pay us for the for the efforts. Yeah. And then you know, after a month or two, and you get to meet the team, you get to, we start to developing some trust. If you if you like what you have, we'll develop a support plan for you. Mm. Like we got away from trying to have a sales process. Yeah. So we basically just do have it. just do it. Yeah. yeah. So we have uh, here's our rate card, mm. here's our credentials. I'm done selling you. Talk to my clients. Right? Yes. My clients will sell for me. I don't yeah. need to. Um, here's a no obligation way to start working with us. Mm. If you're happy and you like the people, great. Then we then I love that. then you have no risk. You have I no problem. Mean. Like so, we just got away. We're spending so much time. I'm sure being in sales, like yeah. you get it. Like yeah. oh, my, oh my god, it's like you spend 10, 20 percent of effort trying to make a sell, and it's like oh well, you know, this, all the this is very difficult. And all yeah. the while, you're really just trying to articulate the feeling that you give your client when you take care of them. Yeah. we sell services too, yeah. which, no, makes yeah. it, which we really have in common and yeah. is different. I think when you're selling a product, I get it, right? It's like yeah. oh, you totally. kind of give the features and benefits, but you're buying our expertise, you're buying our process, you're buying. Can you communicate with me? I don't know how many yeah. marketing flyers you want for me to tell you how it's good until you experience it, and then you're like, oh, yeah. all right. Well, now I can rest my head on the pillow at night and know that that bucket is taken care of. I did some simple mathematics, of, you know, a few years back, and like. Our average sale was 28 hours or whatever yeah. the number of hours was. Yeah. I'm like, can I just give you 28 hours worth of work? And if you like working with us, really? life's great. Really, you know, really, like, right? But you're going to figure it out within you know four weeks of working, whether whether we understand what we're doing or not. I love that. So I love that. But it's along almost, the lines of what you're saying. Yeah. It's like this, we just kind of stopped selling. Like, oh, no, you, to work with us, we got to do this big thing for you. Like, right. No. Like, what are some small things that you that have just been – troubling you for a yeah. long period of time how about we just knock them off mm -hmm. um and show you what we're made of get build a little trust if you like you, it you, keep going. yeah if you like it keep moving if you like the people it's all about the people right yeah. so um yeah. and in like you know in the sales process it, it's very difficult because you can't really be like these are your people that you're going to get because right. i don't know because right. depending on if you buy from me and what their availability is at that moment so like it's a constant question so you can't really sell with your team up front mm -hmm. you got to kind of just yes you know, that comes this could be the team that you get. Yeah, yeah, most likely, and yeah. then it's very awkward every time. <laughs> right. you know, it's like, oh, where's that girl? You know, yeah, where's yeah, who is that stud project manager? Yeah, yeah, that you marched in here. Oh, be like, oh, we just yeah, yeah. Around she actually doesn't even work here. <laughs> right. 
But she's great. It's like the people when you go to trade shows and they're working in the booth. And like, someone about the product. They're like, oh, I don't work for that guy. I don't work for them. I represent them. What a hell of a job. I remember like going to our first trade show, Andrew, and being like, that's a thing? Yeah. I didn't even know that in my ignorance after out of college. Yeah. That's too funny. I feel challenged, honestly, by that. Because I think there's something in there for me in terms of thinking about how to just prove it to your client as opposed to uh, spend yep. all this time and effort selling it. Selling yeah. it, yeah. yeah. It's a little old school. Mm. Well, how about we, uh, why don't we switch gears just for a hair and come back, but I, I forgot to do the rapid fire that I usually start with. Because I just was too excited to get talking to you. Um, favorite cocktail drink libation for you? Uh, it's it's a tough there. one for me. So, like, I'm a huge craft beer, uh, beer fan, so... Okay. Local craft beers. I know everyone here goes to goes their go to is Treehouse, but yes. for me, I like a little hole in the wall Cold Harbor yep. right in uh, Westboro. I so. blew it. I blew it. We had Dean and I had lunch what a couple weeks ago, and he was. <laughs> I was like, dude, usually I grab a beer. It's called Beers and Careers, and mm-hmm. uh, I knew it was Cold Harbor. I knew it was on 135. I drive by when there's traffic on on 495 going home, yep. and. Uh, we were sitting around the table being like, I think it's this, and it's like Night Shift. And for some reason, I got that in my head, so we're drinking Night Shift right now. So cheers, <laughs> yeah. to, cheers to that. Yeah. Another craft beer. Not but, as uh, close, but i got to get to Cold Harbor, because I, yeah, I still haven't been. Any, any you know, good, fresh beer yes. is just amazing. We've been fortunate in Massachusetts. It has exploded. I mean, really, all over the country, Everywhere, I guess. Yeah, Massachusetts, it's, it's, it's insane. Instant, it's awesome. And I went to college in Vermont, so that was like a... I want to like selfishly say that was had a big deal with the start of the craft beer movement, even yeah. though I guess what, Long Sam, Trail or yeah, Long Trail you, Magic Cat Switchback. But yeah. I mean, in reality, I guess Sam Adams is like the yeah, I guess. But they yeah, that's not yeah, that's not, to me that's not. I mean, not I anymore, I like no. the craft craft yes. beers. Yes, like, like just a finding tiny hole in the wall, finding all sorts of hole in the walls. Yeah. That, so that's one of the things that we do at work all the time. We try to pick a different you know brewery or whatever. And, and uh, mm. frequent them. That's awesome. Yeah. And you got a good bar at the office, too. Full of all of craft beers. beers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you what your favorite curse word is. Is it different than that company's name on the cannonball? <laughs> <laughs> well, since I can't say that one, um, I'm just going to go with the good old-fashioned fuck. Yeah. I don't know why. thought about that a little bit. and, and um, It's just so universal. It, it can be used in, like, almost any situation. Literally. You know, noun, verb, what, you name it. It's... Yes. it's it can be used, like, so it's being the most common word I say, I, I'll, I'll just stay with it. I, I'm, I'm with you, and it's become a common theme on the podcast. Yeah. Which, I'm, people, I'm I mean, which isn't super surprising. Yeah. And you've got children how old again? 12 and 14. Do you swear in front of your children? I try not to. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Emphasize try. Try, yeah. It's yeah. been a real challenge of mine. Yeah. I've got a four and a two-year-old. So like I, it's probably more important because they can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're still. I mean, my kids are yeah, every every it. yeah every song they that they're it. listening to. I'm usually the one like, oh god, you cannot <laughs> listen to that. Right, right. You know, right. Uh, they know words you don't even know anymore. <laughs> way more. Yes, yeah, I know. It's uh, a different thing. It's it's a so it's totally different these oh, days. But I go through these periods when I try, and then all of a sudden I'm swearing again. I'm like, oh man. But it goes back to the snow days with my dad. In yeah. The construction industry. I mean. Just oh, how yeah. he ran his, how he ran the business. It was mm-hmm. it was a great adjective at the time. <laughs> Still is. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure other than drinking craft beer. Um, so I, I was kind of thinking about this a little bit, and I was like, all right, the easy one for me is like I love barbecue, but mm. with my craft beer. But I love barbecue, and um, 
you know, hence the dad, dad bod, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I, I really do. Uh, so my guilty pleasure, I'd say, I wish it was golf or something exciting, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't golf enough to matter. So I'm just going to say yeah, barbecue, barbecue your, and beer. Where's your spot? Barbecue spot. Make uh, it yourself. Northboro. Now, okay. there's a little hole in the wall in Northboro called Texas. It's a cross street from uh, Tavern and Square. Yes. Haven't been. It's epic. Really, really small place, not bigger than this office. Really, um, you know, go. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring it when you guys I, move, yeah, move over to our Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I drove. You know, I've gone cool. by. I went by it for the first two and a half years. Yeah. Every day, never went in. I got. I went to a the place across the street and just had a horrible experience. I'm like never going back there. Wandered across the street one day. I'm like, I'm home. Wow. Like, yeah, that's exciting. I'm moving close to there. Too. It's 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 the the food's great. Yeah, like, but the people. Uh, people once again, I'm pretty outgoing. Yeah. I can just go there. It's all Good like shit. it's it's kind of like you know back with Cheers, yeah. right? Norm. Yeah. Like you walk in, you know, you got an account with them. Yeah. Everyone knows your number <laughs> and name, and you know uh, the bartender's got tons of sass. So like oh, you throw awesome. it one way, she throws it right back oh, at you, awesome. and it's kind of entertaining when new people come in because yeah. yeah, she's oh, so I'm going with the uh, I need to go with the chaperone. Then. Oh yeah, yeah so yeah. you kind of gotta. She's <laughs> trying to feel out whether this person has it, you know, can take it or yes. not, and yes. you know what, what, what she can get away with. So no, I, I really I enjoy that place a lot. Awesome. All right, but, I love this question. Favorite quote? Do you got I think one? I think we talked about it earlier. I always like preach the work hard, play hard. Yeah, okay. um, that's of been my model and the yeah. way I've been my entire life so probably gonna stay with that no, I, I think yeah. it, I think it's one thing I think to uh, say it because I think it gets overused it's another thing to live it in a company oh, yeah. right, right like I think absolutely and, and this is one of the first things that we look for in, in like managers and stuff yeah. like that too it, yeah. it's the you know lead by example work hard play hard it's kind of very very close um, you know and we look for the people that that just will, are willing to do whatever it needs to, to get a job done, you mm-hmm. know. But then, you know, celebrate, enjoy. Yes. You know, we have a life outside of work. Yeah, or with work, yes. right? Yes. You know, like we we you know, I look at work. It's like my second family. Right. I'm with them more than my, my own family. Right. A lot more. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's it's odd and weird. You but mean like, your fourteen year old doesn't want to hang out with you. Oh, I'm lucky to get you know <laughs> five seconds in the morning to say hi without her, you know, right. and then. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. eight seconds a night. Yeah. You know, so I get that. I'm wrapping a thirteen second I, mark there, and, <laughs> and, and I still get a few annoying, uh, you know, like she gives me uh, garbage about it. But yeah, that's too. Cool. Whatever. She's fourteen. Yeah. I figure you know, once, she, once she graduates college, she'll like me again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. Um, what was your first job? Oh, I my first job, I was a camp counselor at a boys and girls club. So um, my well, family, well, in growing up, my mom worked there for a million years, yep. and my dad, you know, volunteered there a ton. So I started when I was probably twelve and a half or whatever, yeah. uh, being a camp counselor, and you know, just I love. I mean, I still do. Like I yeah. coach kids in soccer, football, everything. But uh, same thing. I just love being with all the kids, run yeah. around, roughhousing with them. You know, uh, back then you could, you know, get away with a lot more. Yes. You, know, you know, right? Yeah, you know, there was no more. Uh, right. My dad's gonna beat you up. Yeah, you know, type right. of stuff. Right. Um, but um, yeah, that was probably you know one of my favorite jobs. That's awesome. You know, way back then. Yeah. Uh, same. I actually that was my first real job. Was like yeah. caddying or being a camp counselor. Yeah. Ruled. Yeah, and yeah. then after that, it's like that you're was, going to camp. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just get paid, you, you know, two dollars and seventy-five cents right. instead. Right, exactly. That, <laughs> can, that rule. I can buy a soda at the end of that the day. Rule. Oh, that's awesome. 
That's so awesome. But, yeah, and then you know had all the all the usual suspects. You know, pizza delivery yeah. person. I did dishwashing for almost seven days. Yeah. I couldn't really. I couldn't make that one work. I tried so hard. That's a grinder. That one was. That was, I was. I was like, yeah. I'm going back to the pizza place. Yeah. Just really, yeah. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. And then one of my favorite growing up is uh, I worked at Costco. Mm-hmm. I was quote unquote security, aka oh. the cart guy. You checked the cart. Uh, well, you checked the, the people receipt? and everything, and went and got carts in the lot. Unbelievable! I loved it. Security it, guy. Oh, it was like absolutely my favorite though. <laughs> I mean, there was no stress. No. I mean, I my only job was to put the carts away before I could go home. Right. Right. Like, Those, how, about th- how about that for your only stress in right. life? And, you know, me- and right. remember, like, I, I remember there were times when I was doing, like, the camp counselor job, and you'd be like, man, my, do- my day was hard today. And I'd get home, my dad would be like, you have no, you idea. Have no idea. <laughs> no idea what hard is. I know, but that's why like, I go okay. back to Costco. Yeah. It's like, I had that, you know, through college and, you know, some of those years. And um, it's like, I just had to stress it because I had to hurry up and get the carts away so I could go yeah. out and drink, right, and hang right. out with my friends. Right, and stuff. Right, right. It was just like, like oh my god! But my that's god. it. There's a party like, at eleven. I didn't even worry about it until like nine, <laughs> and then I, I I did my I freaked out for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> ran around like a madman. I'm like, I, I would go back to that job all in a day heartbeat, long. In a heartbeat. Yeah, now it's like you got to worry about all. Of, all Might not pay all the bills. Oh yeah, it's definitely <laughs> probably not pay the bills, but I'd be happy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess. I love this question. What do you think would, is most weird about your daily routine? Uh, the oddest thing about me with my daily routine is I oddly really enjoy getting to work really early. Mm, how like early? Early. I don't know. I I mean, if I could and didn't have to yeah, with the kids right. and all the other stuff, yeah. I love being there before 7. I yeah. at least get an hour or so, hour and a half Alone. before like a lot of people get there. Mm-hmm. I can actually be productive and wander around and, you know, clean up stuff or yeah. wh- whatever but I really my I like getting up early getting out the door and just getting in there and settled and feel like I can start each day new instead of like behind you yes. know when everyone gets there yeah um so I really enjoy getting in really early right. I, as my kids get a little bit older um you know uh it'll be even easier yes I'll have a right beginning now, but yeah. Right, yeah, right now I can get in usually by seven so yeah. love just getting in wow. there early so you're an early morning guy um, I don't enjoy it like everyone else, but yeah, like I, yeah. I appreciate the time being yeah. in that office and getting all, you know, getting through my inbox, marking everything yeah. my way I am, right. and then at least I know I start the day, like not behind, you know, so organized and with organized with a plan. Yeah. plan. So that's kind of my weird, quirky daily schedule. No, I like that. I like that. That's um, for me. I don't find that that weird. I don't know. I prefer the morning. I mean, I, I do relish my late nights with my buddies. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, yeah, yeah. but I, there's something about uh, something about being up and at it before other people are. It's yeah. like you're kind of winning. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, there's you not hate to come across doing, a complete psycho. But even but on I've, a week, <laughs> but even on the weekends, like you know, oh. so, um, we call it old man soccer. So yeah. we play old man soccer at seven in the morning, um, awesome. and we're usually done by you know eight fifteen, eight thirty, yes. whatever. But you hate old, it when you're getting six hours. Oh sleep. yeah, <laughs> they, they don't even know I'm up and alive. Uh, but you hate it when you're getting up and doing it. But I can tell you, like you know, by eight thirty or whatever, and I'm going to get my coffee or something like that. I'm so glad that I did it. Like oh. every single time, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm right. like, I, and that right. keeps you going through it. But I, I, yeah, I mean, so I'm not a, you know, I don't love the mornings, but yeah, I definitely enjoy, you know, the, the benefit of, that, of getting yeah. so much done before other people. That's you so know? awesome. 
So you didn't know you were always going to be a CEO growing up then? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know until I was a CEO. Mm, okay. <laughs> it was a, yeah. So, the, you know, having like an organically growing company, it was more of a, you're just people working at a company. Mm. And then at some point you're like, all right, well, no one else is going to lead this thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my job, you know? Yes. So uh, yeah. that's really how it happened. Really? Uh, okay. There was no, um, you know, like Master hiring or no plan. I was, I, I represented the technical arm. We had a sales arm and we had, um, you know, a creative arm. You know, those are my three yeah. core partners. And, you know, as we grew and we had more people and then at some point, I don't remember what it was, it was maybe 10, 12 people, 14 people. It's like, I'm managing everyone and doing all of that stuff, and it's just Organic like, okay, happens. all right, I guess I'm going to do this because no one else is. Um, Which is kind of a nice natural way for it to happen. Oh, the only way. Yeah, the only way. So yeah. even lots of times when I hire people, um, I'll never hire a manager for the group. I'll hire them as a senior, you know, within the group, yeah. and I want their, I want their, you know, coworkers to, to basically self-nominate. Elevate. Always, yeah, Elevate. always. Like this person just steps up constantly and, and is basically doing the job. Mm -hmm. So they, cause whenever you try to, for me at least, cause I don't have a lot of like junior people or whatever, like everyone's right. kind of been around the block. Right. So if you hire from the outside a manager, yeah. it's just this backfired on me so many times. Mm. I always, so I think we even had it written on our policies now. You have to, to be a manager in any position, not only do you have to have all the X's and O's and experience, and but you have to be at Wakefly for a minimum of you know X years. Yeah. Um, you have to manage Wakefly clients for X number of years oh. and successful, wow. that, like before you can become a manager. Do you feel at all like that's hypocritical based on how much you hated the the military part of you had to wait X amount of years to matriculate? Because it's not um, the same. Because you're, yeah. you're still giving people opportunity to run with as many clients as they want. So oh yeah, you can get what you want. Stronger, you, yeah, no, but, yeah. You know I mean, I think you get all the benefits. But what we really want is that we don't want ever that. Oh well, I've been here for five years and this person just came in. And they and, gave them that. And they just gave them yeah. it. You yeah. know. Um. So we just never wanted that, and it's worked out well for us from the standpoint of, you know. I believe that natural leaders are just there, right? Yes. So yes. they're going to gravitate to this. Whenever you put six, eight people or whatever in a team, there's one that's going to speak out right. all the time, right. and that person's just going to rise up. So right. everyone sees it. I don't think that like when you actually get in the right situation, it's 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 clear, right? Like yes. yeah, you know. So yes, that person's a leader. I feel like you being yeah, I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> like between <laughs> that, I love that philosophy because honestly, for me as a 33 year old leader of leaders. Well, that's because I'm a much older than you. But, you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm just starting to get that. Mm. I, but I also think there's a patience that that takes. Oh, that, that you, that, absolutely. Like, that I, um, if I hadn't experienced the, the shitty part of trying to just nominate someone to be a leader and, and kind of, uh, you know, bull your way through, it's just hard to be like, it's okay for it to take six to nine months. You can have it on the back of an envelope with the person, like, exactly. this is my career goal for you. Right. You know, but. Right. You can you earn know, it. I want you to earn it. Right. I want you to earn your peer respect first. Yes. And, you know, like, this is the, mm -hmm. this is your plan, you right. know, but. So for me, I. I it, love that. It was just that. easy, right? So I have hit my head against that wall so many times yeah. that it's, it's not even an odd thing for me. It's like. Right. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, why would I ever hire somebody that 
should be good enough for the role, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, you know, yes. if you can't give one year of your life to prove you as a, you know, a person to our company and, right. you know, learn our philosophies and how, how we give away, because managers have a lot of responsibility in a small company, right? right? You know, you can, you have the ability to, you know, have time off and pay and this and, you and know. And huge um, effects on your culture. Huge you're trying effects to on the culture, right? right? And our culture is like extremely key, but you know, yeah, are, are you a you know micromanager or, or whatever? Right. Like we have a lot of kind of quirky things about us and we like them, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Yeah, I gotta make sure the person's not gonna disrupt I, too much too. I love that. I love it because too, it also, uh, it helps the person too. Because oh, absolutely, because there's no pressure. Because they're nominated by their peers. But there's not a lot of pressure on right. day one. Right. You know, so they get to spend right. the entire first year actually learning the Wakefly way, right. learning how to manage clients, learning the platforms process, What what is Dean or his or her manager actually like willing to do and how do they work and all that stuff. You get all that stuff out of the way and then you figure out like how you really fit into the situation mm -hmm. where if you Where'd hire somebody from the outside, it's like, all right, I only know what I did at another place with a very different culture, a very different process. And so I'm just going to force what I know into your situation and it may work or it may not work. And I've only interviewed you for somewhere between one and 10 hours. So I don't really know you. Yeah. I, I, I know more about you in the first week than I will in any interview process. Yep. So that's, I think, but probably the opposite way they'd hire at a huge thousand-person company. Oh, totally the opposite, yeah, right? Yeah. But but the they just play a number of this game, yes. right? You yeah. know, they know that 40% of the time it's going to work. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's they're good just, They're just not, they're not working about it, right? Yeah. For me, like, if I had a 60% turnover, that would be catastrophic, right. you know? Right, I'd spend a year training somebody to lose them. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. you know? Damn, I like that. I like that a lot. That's really cool. I'm sure just like you guys, we spend ungodly amount of time getting people up to speed you know, to do it our way, you know, not, yes. not a way, you know, right. the way that we like. The you way know. that you deliver value to the marketplace. Yeah, and, right. and, and, you know, you don't just turn stuff out, you know, mm. it has to be done the right way, whether it's your developer or whatever role you are. Right, so that's obviously something you learn from experience, sounds like. Like you well, said, you banged your head against the wall a few times doing it the other way. Yeah, right? I mean, I think yeah. you just learn. I mean, yeah. I've always just gone from, like, the philosophy of, like, would you sell this to, a, you know, a family member or right. a friend? And right. if, if you don't, if you wouldn't do this for a family member or friend, then you shouldn't be providing the service, right? right? So, I mean, another kind of learned failure is um, maybe three years ago, you know, we had about a 38 person team doing something beyond our our core which is web development and the service that we they're providing I didn't feel wonderful about you know it was good yeah. it was actually what the industry does you know but it wasn't a wake fly way it didn't feel good we actually spun the entire group off into mm -hmm. another company I you know funded it from a starting standpoint where they you know paid a loan back off and got them off their feet but I spun the whole group off to another company because they were delivering a service the, the way that didn't make me comfortable, mm. you know, like, yeah. and then we got back to, like, what do we do really well? Right. And what, do, what, like, what do you, what can you sell your brother? Mm -hmm. You know, what could you sell a family member? What could I sell, you know, your company? Like somebody that I have right. to literally not only know you as a client, but I have to like, you know, be on it's a board with somebody or, yeah. or, you know, like I have to, like, I have to see you, I have to be able to look you in the eye and, and feel comfortable with the service that I'm providing. Right. And what we do beyond you know anyone else is, is that that's our website like so we we spun off the other group and you know it was a tough business decision but you, know, you gotta know what you're good at and be yes. comfortable with you know, like cutting your losses or you know if you if 
your company is about just making profit or something like yeah. that, then fine. But our, ours has always been like a lifestyle company, mm. you know, where it's it's about like having a fantastic place to work. Hopefully, everyone makes a lot of money doing what what they Great do life, yeah. and what they like, and you're proud of the thing that you're mm. you're. And we just got away from that because we were trying to grow. We are on Inc. You know, five thousand yeah. three years in a row. We were looking at revenue, and you know, we lost sight of who we really were, and it, mm. it just took you know some eye opening, and we're like, all right, yeah. yeah. We'll so what's again. The, so what's the plan today? Are you back into? Yeah, like, we're back to what we've done for seventeen years, which right. is. You know, the and core is, growth, is all around is, the website. Is growth paramount around the website, or are you more just like we're taking care of our? You said you weren't. You know, you're yeah. obviously not. Don't have like a uh, your sales processes doing work for free for folks to a yeah. degree and, and gaining respect. Like, what's the what's your wake flag plan today? Yeah, so I think that well, you know, after you know that cannonball, yeah, um, <laughs> we're we're uh, we're back to we stabilized in eighteen. Nineteen is is all about you know. Rebuilding all of our processes, efficiencies, and profitability and repeatability, right? Mm. So this year was really not as much about, you know, profits yeah. is, you know, let's really improve what we do and make it like hugely scalable. And we're doing a great job of that. Like our, our my product teams and stuff like that are doing an amazing job. And, um, you know, so 2020, I would like to actually get back in you know, system growth mode again, but it'll be slow and steady, yeah, 20, sustainable. You know, 25%, yep. you know, um, which we did for 14 years in a row. We, we were literally averaging 20 to 30, you know, and then we had some great years or whatever, 20 to 30% steady growth every year, year mm -hmm. over year, just, you know, the line just moved up nice yeah. and steady, wow. which was great. And then, like I said, you know, we lost sight of that a little bit, um, tried to grow, grew way too fast mm -hmm. in certain areas that we didn't have processes, the proper management, micro, you know, mid-management. Yes, um, developing that next levels. De developing that next level, that's like, oh my God, that's a whole other topic for another podcast. I know, but I know, yeah. like, I would love to spend hours on, uh, on you know, how do you do that, right? right? You know, like that middle management tier, because it's so easy to get from, you know, one to maybe 50, 60 people, but yes. like from getting, taking that next step is, it's really difficult. Right. You know, you gotta, get a higher right over periods of time, middle management, mm -hmm. so key. And then, and then eventually you have to make that jump between, you have the time and patience to let a manager grow up and then it becomes, man, we don't have the time to do that. Yep. But we, but we also can't afford the numbers game of 40% of people sticking. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah. well, we'll have to do that. We'll have to, have, have. we'll have to have a mid-management podcast. Well, it's, it's like, you know, each, yeah, each tier of a company, right? It's just different challenges. You yes. go from like, oh my God, how do I pay the bills and, what is unemployment tax, you know, right. to, 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 to like, all right. We can handle that for you. We can yeah, but to then to the next one where it's like, all right, well, it's about culture and feeling and all stuff to now it's like about middle management and reusability. It's like, it's just, it's fun watching like the different, you know, evolutions of a company and you know, yes. the challenges just change. There's something different. It sounds to me like you still wake up having fun with Wakefly every day though. Yeah, in some weird way, yep. yeah. Yeah, no, but like you genuinely, <laughs> I do. yeah. yeah. It's, it's like been my baby for, yeah. um, you know, for you know, 17 years. So it's, you know, older than my kids. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I like it and I love my customers, right? Right. And Which, that's, and I love, really my, party I love my employees. My employees are amazing, right? Yeah. So I literally, if I'm up at night, it's mostly because I'm trying to be like, all right, you know, am I doing everything I can? Right. Am I offering everything that I can? Am I making it, uh, you know, place that I would want to work you know yes. and that's that's the piece that keeps me up like just thinking about 
you know, all of their families and making sure that they're all happy yeah. and, you know, content and things it's like one, that. It, it is one gigantic family. It's one. I mean, like I said, it's not a joke. I'm in with them 60 hours yes. a week or whatever. And, uh, you know, see my, I think we talked about it earlier. See my daughter 13 seconds a day. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Do the math. It's a world which you live in. Dean, man, I think we did an hour, but I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I hope you did too. Yeah. And we got we got to get some uh, Texas barbecue together. Very, very you got it. Awesome. I'm there frequently. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you.